0: We're convincing ourselves that to be happy, we need stuff. We're convincing ourselves that to be happy, we need to be able to take a good photograph and show the world that we're happy. That's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Happiness is the people around you. Happiness is, you know, the block that you live on. You know, not the, yeah, not, not trying to uh, make an impact to the whole world. Just make an impact to the people around you first or and just trying to have it uh, to the world around you first. <laughs>
1: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind With Me Will Fleming uh, on the road once again, I wonder when that will get old, Hmm, probably really soon, Um, but I've just come from location, I can say that now, Uh, I met this week's guest at a really nice um, uh, view spot in Auckland so it's by Mission Bay if you know Auckland and there's like this little hill and it's got a sea view and and I don't know man but it feels like that is why this mobile podcast is awesome because I can do that I can go and have a view you know there's something so sterile about a studio and I felt that subconsciously you know Uh, those who know me know I have a wee bit of an issue with this idea of traditional traditional media and the fact it's not what they say it's not the fake news not all that stuff it's the fact that when you see someone looking to camera they've got other people backing them up but that's never acknowledged it looks like it's just like me talking off the cuff but it's not they're reading an auto cue. They're not looking at you. They're not looking at the lens. They are looking at words. And I think if they just acknowledged it, it'd be way better for all of us. We would know. We would know. It confuses our brain. So I love the fact that I'm driving, I'm talking, I'm engaged, I'm trying to think about what I'm saying on the fly and not crash. And who knows, maybe one episode, I'll crash. I hope not. Fingers crossed. So we podcast from a nice view And we had a good conversation My guest this week is Daryl Harbrocken And how do you describe Daryl? Someone who thinks very deeply about the world we live in Someone who, like myself, comes from mixed cultures Mixed ideas Someone, has, someone who has exposed his soul or the immune system or whatever is making us tick to a lot and someone now who I value spending time with because has a view on the world which like my own is exploratory and willing to to I have to beep at this guy because he's stopped I wonder if he's doing his podcast intro um, oh he's still on his phone anyways I think he's purposely going slow now as he's texting hmm. I guess I can't say too much I probably shouldn't be doing my intro and driving Daryl and I Talk it up We have a good conversation A nice long form conversation About life, about love, about meaning About the similarities Which maybe society has forgotten That there's not us and them There's only those of us So I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. I certainly am enjoying and did enjoy my time with Daryl today. Uh, Check out the podcast. Go follow Daryl. He's got his own podcast called Results May Vary. Uh, We're going to have a lot of chats over the years. So, yeah, thank you all for joining me for another week. And thank you all for blowing our minds together. Welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please Blow My Mind. Whoa. That's the goal, buddy. Get joy in your lives <laughs> yeah. every day. I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day. <laughs> I get it, man. We're together on that. That is yeah. mind-blowing. We've got a work cut out for us.
0: It's the thing that inspires me to continue on.
1: Everything happens, and then we find a reason. You just went deep. i got a wee,
0: just a wee bit of a cold it's been sort of I think it's not it's not a cold actually it's more sinus stuff because spring kicks in you know how those have those couple of really hot days yeah I think that's just to go out a few things to pollinate it's just
1: you know what I hope drunk. you don't have if we just push this part, podcast on to go is measles, measles. bro everybody's got measles bro uh, <laughs> not good eh you're immunized I am I'm immunized you well, I'm going to say yes. I'm assuming yes, but I did hear some people at work yesterday talking that they're not sure.
0: No, nah, I uh, I actually remember getting a couple of immunisation shots when I was in, I think
1: it was primary school. Yeah, was that the one that left the mark on your arm?
0: What no, was that? that was um, that's not measles. That was what was that? But they don't do that one anymore. Or they've combined that one into the measles it shot. It's like a
1: booster. Was it called a booster? Remember Billy T. James did uh, an advert and he had like a backpack on or something?
0: Something like that, eh? Yeah. Oh, way back. Yeah. <laughs> We've started, Yeah, bro, we're, we're, on s- we're on the ball.
1: We're, we're, we're on the roll. <laughs> we're in the um, Just a bit of context. We are uh, we're in Auckland, and we've got a sea view today for our Beautiful. podcast. Uh, the only thing is there's a, a wee bit of wind going down, but, yeah. you know, like the podcast, we're, we're mobile. We're on location. What do you think of the van, brother? Oh, the van is
0: awesome, my brother. Because bro. you're a
1: bit of a content uh, mm-hmm. connoisseur, aren't you? A bit of a content hood. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it's, it's cool, man. I love it's it. Small, it's small, isn't it? It's small. It's smaller. As I said, it's uh, it's smaller than I thought it was going to be. But uh, bro, look at it. It's mean though. That's what she said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Never. And you're a professional. You brought water yep. and um, and some little chalkies. You got it, bro. Um, you're pretty big into fitness too. And let me just run something past you as I take my first bite of chalky. Yeah, right. I'm trialling out fasting. Are you mm. good? And I'm trying to go with this idea of um, one meal a day.
0: That's a good one. Yep. How, how, how how many days have you done it for now? How far into it are you?
1: Mm, a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, really? Yep, yep. So, um, remember when I was on your podcast, I talked about yep. that drug yep. called Duramine that I'm trialing. Yeah. It's supposed to stop your hunger cravings. Yeah. So I tried it, and I went back to the doctor and had lost no weight, so he gave me like a yep. slightly higher version of it. Yeah. But I just haven't, like, that's the first thing I've eaten today. And I can't say that I looked at that chalky you brought and thought I need that. So
0: I don't. (laughs) That's what's good about that's what's good about fasting. Every time I do fasting, Mm. I don't do it all the time. It depends on what I'm where I'm at. At the moment, I'm just sort of I'm lifting like a madman, so I don't feel like fasting. But I will do it again probably in a month or so, Mm. leading into summer. I might get the shred. Uh I'll try for the shred. But right now, I'm not. But when I do do fasting, that's one of the most amazing things about it is that. I'm just not hungry, mm. you know. I get up in the morning, I go to the gym, and then I won't eat until twelve, and then I'll finish eating at six. I'm fairly religious with it—six hours and then 18 off. True, and I feel good. I don't, I don't, I don't get hungry. The first time I did it, um, I had a bunch of productions I was shooting around the country, so a lot of travel, and it was handy for a few reasons. It was handy because I didn't have to stop off and buy little shitty snacks all the time, <laughs> and all I needed was water and yeah. coffee—water and coffee. Water and coffee. And if you like me, all I need is coffee, bro. True it's all that. good.
1: I reckon it's hilarious how everything's switching around now. Like, it was all about, you know, have heaps of small meals. And now it's like, yeah. eat nothing. Or, you know, even like to live healthy mentally, it's about taking things out, not putting things in. Mm. And they, they seem to be kind of old, old traditions. Eh? Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, it, it must be coming back. Do you get the feeling that... um you know these kind of old ways of thinking and i don't even know what that means old ways of thinking because are we talking old
0: ways of thinking that were advocates for that for for the small lots of meals or old ways of thinking as are we going way back to like i'm premier? just going
1: the old ways of thinking in general it seems yep. to be that our modern way was touted as just this amazing mm. jetson's future mm. and i don't really see that many people pumped about driving teslas i See more people pumped about ice baths and you know being out in the cold and yeah and testing themselves that way, you know. Yeah, and and I don't know what that means. I think that suggests that the future is not as bright as people thought. What do you reckon? it's <laughs> a bit cynical, bro. Yeah, well, you got a bit dark there. Well, you know, we are. I'm eating dark chocolate, You're eating dark chocolate. Um, no, I don't want no, I think people
0: are being. If we're sticking to health, I think I think people are re- being a lot more conscious about health. I think people are being more conscious about longevity. Yeah. I think people are being conscious, more conscious about living longer, but more importantly, happier lives, mm. you know, physically. I mean, it's all very good living to 100, but if you're living to 100 and you're a crusty piece of dung, it's yeah. not going to be very good for you, is it? So everyone's sort of looking at new ways of doing things. Science... Uh, science is um, is on the is in is in the forefront now again of diet not not paid for science not stuff that the you know the uh, breakfast manufacturers have been trying to throw at us to try and sell things we're not sucked in by that anymore and actual proper science has been coming out and people have been studying it and uh, it's good and there's more availability because of the internet, there's more availability for us all to look at it, mm-hmm. educate ourselves learn from it and then experiment and that's the big thing like you can get full, filled with all the knowledge and bullshit that you want when it comes to um, diets like veganism vegetarianism yeah. uh, paleo, keto, all that sort of stuff at the end of the day one of those will work for you you know, and but you've got to test out which one it is. Mm. I I've found out which one it is for me, and it's sort of a paleo lifestyle, clean eating, yep. no sugars, or little to no sugars. I'm human, <laughs> um, uh, no very little grains, very little uh, carb, because when I do eat that stuff, I feel ill. Right. So it's not rocket science. If I eat that, I feel shit. Mm. Just don't eat it. So yeah, so yeah I can um, survive, I can survive on a on a, on a diet of um, meat and vegetables, and that keeps me happy.
1: Yeah. You know, you mentioned like veganism and all those things. And there's so much us and them now, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was listening to, um, is it Pen Pen Pen? Jillette. Yeah. That was good. Uh, I heard that. Where was he on? Rogan. Rogan, yeah, yeah. And they said something. It was something like, there's no us and them. There's just those of us. Yeah. And I really thought about that. And man, if you're a vegan or if you're a carnivore, it's us and them i don't know man i think that's part of the that's probably why i do look at the future as a bit cynical yeah because the future is
0: i think you look at the i think you're looking at the future as a bit cynical because everyone else around you or a lot of people that we are exposed to are looking at the world cynically right and there is almost a feeling that if we don't do the same sort of thing we're going to get left behind whereas you know for people like you and myself Mm. People who do what we do, like the podcasting thing, and we 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 want to find out from people. We want to learn from people. It's yeah. not. I I try very hard in my life not to have that us and them mentality mm-hmm. or me and them mentality. I try to have like. I want to know why do you think the way you do? Mm. You know what I mean. If I, I, it's very difficult for me to be offended, and that is that true. That is true. In all honesty, yeah. I can say that if somebody came up to me and said you're a cunt, <laughs> I would be like. Yeah, you've got your reasons for calling me that. Tell me why you think that. <laughs> but if someone comes to me and they say that or they, they they call me something or whatever, or they don't agree with something and they've got no backup, go away. Just walk away.
1: Now tell me something because mm. in our in our soundbite world, mm. we'll hear that and we register that. But why are you like that? Why do you think you're like that? Like why is it so unfair that this world is built that people can handle and people can't? What Have you ever thought specifically about what's your makeup that makes oh, yeah. you be able to fathom something like that? Because I don't know if that's the norm, bro, that people don't get fended easy. Mm. Maybe it is, but it seems to be when you analyze the internet and stuff, mm. everybody is just... Grumpy guts with everybody else. Yeah, there's a real cancel culture. Mm. Everybody
0: wants to cancel everything out that they don't agree with. Yeah, and um, in America, you've got the whole right and left thing. You've got progressive, and you've got conservatism. And one of the funny things about the whole uh, progressive movement and the left, hard left, I'm talking about hard left, mm. is that they are canceling themselves out right. because you've got to believe in every single little thing that you know. You've got you've got to look at. Um, uh, sexuality in the same way as us. You've got to look at diet in the same way as us. You've got to look at uh, political things in the same way as us. You've got to look at uh, uh, environment in the same way as us. And if you deviate, if you, if, you, if you claim that you're part of that culture, and then you deviate away from one of those things, let's say, for example, I agree with everything you guys are saying except I really like the taste of meat. Yep. You're ostracized. Mm. There's no gray area Mm. and life's full of gray bro and you cannot you cannot say that. like I I consider myself a black and white person in the way that I interact with people like if somebody if I think something's wrong I'll say that's wrong Mm. you know if somebody if I say that's wrong and somebody says why I'll say why and then we can have a conversation and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth but I'm I don't know what it is uh, to your question I don't really know why I am like that I've always kind of been like that you know it's yeah, I don't know what I, do. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I have a suspicion, mm-hmm. and I think it's because we're mixed cultures. Mm. So I know because we've caught up before that you're, you're yeah. half caste. Yeah.
0: What What are you exactly? Half Samoan. So I'm actually I'm quarter Samoan, quarter Irish, and half Dutch. Damn, that's amazing. Yeah. Some old man's from Eindhoven. Yep. My grandmother was from Apia, and my uh, grandfather was from Belfast.
1: Yeah, And I see that, and um, just quickly, I'm mm. Cook Island and Kiwi, right? So yep. there's, I see that like. Some type of immune system where yeah, you yeah. are inbuilt with, you know, you can, uh, you're just inbuilt with the bugs and the good stuff. And, mm. and also just this idea of how people interact, you know, like some of our cultures eat with our hands. Others mm. eat with knives and forks. And there's mm. rituals. And mm. I guess it's understanding those rituals. So I suspect that it's not an accident that we've connected because I actually met you for mm. the first time about 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. But since this whole world has been, this new world you know, it's it's mm. this new world, the one I referenced when I said I'm not that pumped about the future because yeah. we're so over-analysed now that I think we're you know it's all about measurements and it's all about algorithms. Yeah, and and uh, I just don't know if that's. It seems to be that there's not that much mystery.
0: Well, you talk about that like that's interesting measurements and algorithms, and it's almost like the world is trying to simplify itself too much. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, it's almost like that is some type of anti. Bacteria. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it, if you think about it, like a, you know, you often hear that humans are like a cancer, and you can yeah, visualize yeah, yeah, that because yeah, yeah. when you're in a plane looking down, it kind of Look looks like ants. ants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, it's like, yes, you can have radiation, but it kills the good stuff too. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what's happening. You know, we're just trying to zap things.
0: That's a good point. It's, it's like the old thing where they say, you buy this. Uh, cleaning product and it kills ninety nine point nine nine percent of the germs. Right? Mm. We need some of those germs yeah, because if we eventually do get exposed to those germs somewhere else, mm. we could die. Or your, your <laughs> kids—this you know, is being brutal, but you know, kids need to eat dirt. Kids need to mm. get dirty and play in the mud and all that sort of stuff. Otherwise, they don't build their immune system. And you could say, say the same thing about our emotional vulnerability, mm. the same thing about the way we think, the same thing, the same way about the way we interact with people. Yeah. You know, if you're fed one type of cleansing ointment or you're fed one kind of cleansing uh, ideology Mm. you won't listen to anything else and you won't you'll, you'll 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 clean out all the other knowledge and experiences and Uh, uh, um, arguments you will have from the other side and you'll never learn and you'll never learn how to cope with that and that's what that's what I'm seeing happening in the world now Mm. a lot of people aren't able to cope with the fact that other people think differently from the way they do Mm. you know so John Cleese said uh, uh, in in an interview he said uh, politically correct people cannot control their emotions so they try and control everyone else's behavior Mm. That's deep. Eh? Just let me think about that. Say it again. Politically the over the overly politically correct cannot control their emotions, so they try and control everyone else's behavior. Man. Get them to be on the same page in every way as them, so they don't have to they control their emotions anymore. I was okay. like, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. That was uh, good.
1: It also makes me think, well, what's the solution then? Is it is it what we're doing now by just sharing our I mean, we've pondered this stuff before. Yeah. Is is what we're doing now contributing to the problem, or a solution, or is it a mixture? <laughs> no,
0: I think what we're doing, if we do it right, yes. I mean, there's a right and wrong way of doing this. True. If 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 you were one way minded and you only had certain people on your podcast, yeah. then that would be anti what we're talking about. Yeah. That wouldn't be adding anything to the canon of of, of improvement. Mm. But. Um, if we genuinely with podcasting and even interacting outside of that interacting in general talk to people that we somehow disagree with mm. talk to people that we that have a knowledge about something that we don't know about and actually talk and learn and listen and and we just need to listen mm. you know what i mean question and then listen and hopefully if that person's a good a good person then they'll listen to you and we can have dialogue and we can learn and i think as I said, what we're doing, I think, it, it, it contributes to the uh, to the saving of the human race.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bright future for me. Yeah, Man, it's so fascinating. I've been thinking, you you know, you said I'm cynical about the future, and I was initially like, "Whoa, am I?" And I guess I am. But now you're, I'm processing it in real time. You yeah, know? it's like, okay, so I'm doing something about it. I'm, yeah, I'm doing my part, which is, I still uh, jury's out for me on what my part is, but I think it is having these chats, you know, even if yeah. it's uh, for our own positive mental health, you know, mm. I haven't I don't reckon we've got our head right around this word or this meaning of mental health. No. Because <clears throat> man, it's it's not a door handle. It's not the same, you know, you can't no. touch it, you can't feel it. It's more like find someone to love. You know we can kind of grasp that because we have plenty of examples and movies and yeah. it's kind of deep within us but yeah. you need good mental health i don't think it's been around long enough and there's not enough examples of people who you know um mm. i mean maybe there is is films like rocky and that examples of people challenging themselves i mean you know you look at a film like rocky and mm. it's the underdog yeah but it has everything else that mental health asks you to do, you know like have a worthy goal uh, mindfulness Mm -hmm. um, physical exercise Mm -hmm. but this just kind of freaks me out because I don't think we've articulated it, even though it's nationwide, worldwide, this idea of mental health
0: Movies like Rocky, when you look at movies and you you see that sort of uh, adversity being overcome Mm. you you often walk out of the movie theatre and for about an hour or so you feel you're invincible You know, like I'm there, man. I'm rocky. I'm fucking doing it. I'm beating shit. I'm, 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 I feel good. Yeah. And that goes with a lot of films, as you say, you walk out of there feeling good, but that feeling doesn't last, Mm. you know, because you've watched someone's artistic interpretation of what overcoming adversity is. Right. You know, so you can take that and you can certainly uh, learn from it. But then you've got to, th- that's like going into a seminar mm. and then walking out and not doing the homework. Yeah. So you go in and you watch a movie like that, you take that in, you watch, oh, this is incredible, da-da-da-da-da, it's great, you feel good, you walk out of your Italian, you feel like, yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. And then, <clears throat> but after that, you then need to go, right, I might uh, take up sport now and I might see what I can do. If you're if you're into boxing, you can. You know, I'm going to go to a boxing gym. Mm. I'm going to hit some bags. I'm going to have, I'm going to go into a, a butcher's and hit some. You know yeah. what does he hit? He hits those big carcasses. That's it. You know, but it's it. It's all very good coming out of a movie and feeling uh, and feeling good. But the only way that you can truly take advantage of that of the impact that a film or or any other expression uh, uh, artistic expression mm. can do is um is to actually uh, act upon it. So it's like when you, you go to a, 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 what's his name? Tony Robbins seminar. Yep, yep. And he can sit there, and they're expensive. You can spend a couple of grand going to a Tony Robbins seminar, and if you walk out of there and, and you think, yeah, I feel amazing, and then a week later it's like, I'm going to eat shit food, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to do anything, and I'm going to be bad. You've, the, you've done nothing. Yeah. So the, the key is to mentally train ourselves to uh, push forward and follow the goal. And a and thing like a movie, like Rocky or whatever, that could be the thing that triggers you to, to push forward. Mm. You know what I mean? But the movie itself won't do it.
1: Don't you think, though, that religion sorted this all out ages ago? Mm. And, like, I sometimes wonder, like, I would call myself a spiritual person, but I don't really know what that means. I don't follow anything. I yep. probably do subconsciously, you know, raised in those Pacifica communities which are very yep. religious. So I probably unknowingly just have those tendencies but I don't mm. actively I, that's why I'm doing this podcast bro it's like to mm. try and find out what the hell I want to be what I would call meaning you know Yeah. but I guess that's what I was referencing about the future and the past we can go back and find all of these things though. Eh? Mm. it's like we keep this pace of change maybe that's at the pace of change we think we're having to reinvent stuff you know Yeah. where really it's like You don't have to reinvent
0: it. I think it's like when you're trying to be creative and you're trying to be the ultimate in originality, Mm. right? You're pretty much fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Well, you're fighting an unnecessary uphill battle because everything in some form or another has been done. So you've got to find uh, influences. You've got to find things that, 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 that feed your creative goals and um, I was, i don't want to say plagiarize. What's the <laughs> word that—that's—and that, uh, be influenced
1: right. and be influenced. Inspired. From, inspired. From, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Isn't that funny? How that's kind of similar, though. It depends what lens you look through. It, it does depend on what lens you look. And through. And in this world, it's black or white. So, but it also depends on how much, <laughs> how much of it you actually
0: do use. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> when I'm when I'm creating things with my mates, it's kind of. We, we want the look of this film, but we want the the, the dialogue uh, wit of this film, yeah. and we want this of this and this of this. You take all those things, and that's where the that's why I believe in creative and uh, creative tables. You know, you're sitting around a round table, you be mm-hmm. creative together. Yeah. I think if you're being if you're being too individualistic with creativity, <clears throat> depending on what you're doing, if you're mm-hmm. a painter or something, yeah. it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. But if you're creating entertainment, for example. Uh, like a film or a song maybe, you know, there are a few people out there who are auteurs and they're geniuses and they can nail it But most of the time I reckon you're better off just having a table of six people yeah. and just have a few whiskeys You know and just chew the fat and then talk shit and come up with ideas I wonder if that's and that's almost like sorry. It's, it's no, almost no. like what we're talking about now. It's yeah. almost like this. It's Why be an individual? forcing an idea on somebody mm. when you can do it in a group and have a discussion and come to a common ground of creativity when you when you when you're creating something, mm. it's the same with um, ideology. It's the same with thoughts. It's the same with um, life. It's like why do it? Why do it on your own and argue against everybody when you can actually have conversations? Bring it together. Talk
1: about everything and come up with a common goal. Mm. Have you seen Dave Chappelle's new special?
0: You know what? I've been watching a lot of videos on it. I haven't watched it. I was actually, in all seriousness, I was going to watch it this morning in preparation for this. I don't know why. I was like, I was going to. But I didn't in the end because I just, I don't know, I just wanted to be in a a more solid headspace. But Um, I do watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? I have. And I only bring it up because I feel like he is in a more harsh way. Trying to articulate what we're talking about, yeah. he's talking about you. He, like he flips difference on its head, you know. Yeah. And and the weird thing about that whole comedy thing um, is people are like cracking up, and you you yeah. you look at the audience and it's varied and. People are laughing yeah. and it just it challenges. You know, it's so weird because it's part of the fear I have in this podcast. Is oh no, I might actually. Oh, you're right, oh, man. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. Yeah. I might have to make an opinion, and I, and there may be people who don't agree with that. Yeah, you know, and that's that's scary for me. I yeah. think I've brought that up to you, which is mm. why I, I find you quite interesting because you're like, look, you can be offended at me, but let's sit down and chat you know I I, I, I I wonder if i'm part of the people who you know kind of the more weight gets put on a com- uh, a topic the more it makes you kind of retract you know mm-hmm. and just and go along with the flow and i, I wonder i wonder if i'm part, i'm i'm like a default human like most of us don't want conflict mm-hmm. you know most of us just want things to be harmonious so yeah. when you have a lot of people uh, agreeing that's probably the how most people are, and then yeah. there's a few people who stand up and be like the braveheart dude, who yeah. be like the Rocky, yeah. and we want to be that, but not really. Yeah, you know. So I think that's why it kind of takes really good, um, you know, really good ideas. But you know, what does it ever mean, really good ideas? You yeah. know, how the hell are we supposed to navigate through this thing? So I'm interested to see where a thousand conversations gets me. And mm. if, if there's any difference or if I'm still kind of blabbering away about, you know, what's the meaning of this? And, mm. you know, it's probably the human condition. Mm. Let me, oh, so I definitely think I'd check out Chappelle's, um,
0: let's do a follow-up. Absolutely going yeah. to. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, uh, that is very much on my list. I've just been watching so many videos about it lately, people. Like Rotten you we've heard about the Rotten Tomato scores and all yeah. that sort of thing, right? And it was on like zero for a long time mm. because... Nobody wanted to put an opinion on it because yeah. they either hated it, or but the ones who did hate it, were, were putting things up, yeah. or they were afraid to admit they enjoyed it because you know Hollywood and a lot of um, a lot of uh, factions of society would look down upon anyone who agreed with what he said or liked what he said so yeah
1: i'm really really wanting to see it well i really enjoyed it i'm gonna say that Mm. and i hope you do too i suspect you will because it is in line Uh, there's like i said he goes pretty hard yeah but remember how billy t used to go pretty hard on everyone yeah you know and that was celebrated Mm. like would billy t would he roll around comedy circles now do you think
0: I think Billy T would roll around the comedy circles now yeah. um, because a lot of people forget that Billy T wasn't just a comedian, he was an entertainer. Right. So he would adapt in some ways to the way the world is at the moment. I think he actually would take the piss pretty heavily mm. if he was still around on the way that the on, of, of counterculture and the way that we're treating each other at the moment. But,
1: Have we got people at the moment doing that? Are you following people um, <clears throat> who are providing just a bit of, you know, a... Uh, an external or introspective look at what's happening. Well, there are people like Jordan Peterson in that, which we've d- I mean, we talked about before. In oh, New Zealand, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, yeah. That's isn't that isn't New Zealand it, is a weird. It's because we're soft, bro. Yeah. It's because we're we're very. We do not want to argue. We do not. We know. Just she'll be right. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, what's going on is that media in this country is definitely more left i find mm. more left-leaning maybe it's the circles I, I roam with and you know creative circles yeah are, are very much more left-leaning um and that's creating a bit of a problem because it's just they're, 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 it's almost like the media are trying to create this division that america has mm. it's like but we're not we're not that argumentative we just don't care or well, we do care but mm. we just you know just get back into your little corner mm. there's a tall poppy thing and there's You know, a lot of people are just afraid to actually speak their minds, and the ones that are speaking their minds, I can't really think of anybody right now, just, they're just taking something that someone in America said, mainly from a liberal perspective, washing it off, putting a Kiwiana spin on it, and then, you know, vomiting it into the world. And I think um, we need more people from just a centered, logical perspective, Mm. who want long form, who want to talk, who want to just learn and listen to all sides. And um, yeah, I reckon people like you and you and I.
1: Yeah, bro. Are just those people, bro. Isn't it weird? I think we talked about it on your podcast. Um, mm. Results may vary. You can find that on iTunes mm. and uh, all the go- iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Boom! There you go. Mm. Um, we are interesting, right? We're we're the ones before millennials. Yes. Or yes. are we just on the edge? I think we're the are you whole-
0: seventy-nine or eighty. Eighty. I'm seventy-nine. Yeah, no, both of us. We okay. uh, we're not millennials. We're the last of the yep. Gen X, uh,
1: and and so we, you know, at a pinch, we grew up without, uh, you know, the internet, and and, and mm. we had to still go down to the park and you know get dirty and all oh, those things. In a pinch,
0: bro. most of my childhood, right up until
1: right up until, like,
0: <laughs> in my seventh form year in 1997, mm. you had to take computer classes <laughs> to actually touch a computer. <laughs> You know what I mean? It wasn't a given. Not not everyone had access to computers even back then. Like we had a computer at home. It was a Commodore 64 or something. Yeah. No. Hardly touched it. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not a gamer. I've never been a gamer, and those sorts of computers really were made for gaming. Yeah. So it wasn't really in my bag. But um, <laughs> yeah. No, the closest I got to computers was like Commodore 64. My mates had like the Nintendo 64 yeah. and Playstations. Yeah. So there's a bit of a game thing going on there. There's a few <laughs> games I like to play. But no, that we we de- I definitely remember. Strongly, Uh, no cell phones, yeah, no computers, you know, no Tinder, nothing like that. You know what I mean? Life was
1: life was simpler. I mean, it had its issues, you know, Uh, but I guess what I'm referencing is the fact Mm. that we had that, and now we have this future world, and we also come from two cultures. So, if there's any people who should be logical in today's world and centered, it should be me and you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe that's the thing is that, uh, you know, you had the kind of baby boomers. I've heard them described as the generation who built the ladder, climbed up, mm. and pulled it up after themselves. And then that's we the kind way. of rolled in behind, and there mm. weren't those jobs for us because they still worked them. And then the next yeah. generation came along, and everyone was like, invest in them because they know computers and stuff. Yeah, and we're kind of in the middle going, um, what about what about us? It's a, it's a big call, but I think yeah. we're mm. about to shine. No, I agree. Just from what we're doing, yeah. You know, be a little bit more okay. While well, left and right is panicking, you got a few dudes, a few people mm. in the middle just cranking it out, showing a you know, a showing how not lessons, but. Like role models, maybe that's it. Yeah, you know, just people fucking getting busy doing fuck all apart from life. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think
0: we have to be slightly resp- responsible in the way that we, in the way that we show people what conversation is. Which mm. What we're doing now, mm. uh, we need to be able to show people that there is a life without technology. You know, mm. and it's okay to sort of be. Uh, <laughs> We need to be able to demonstrate what true communication is, Mm. you know, what I mean and we don't need Phones all the time. We don't need apps all the time. We don't need all that sort of thing We we can actually still sit down have a conversation. Yeah, you know, I'm really enjoying At the moment I don't know what it is I just need to be going out a lot more and meeting people true and just having just good yarns and good chats and meeting new people and
1: well I wonder too if that's about to have a huge renaissance because Mm. you know you look at like when jordan peterson came to new zealand Mm. it was chocker yeah like and that's just like look at it for what it is yeah someone standing there talking yeah you know that's quite out of it did eh? you go i went which one did you go to auckland town hall the
0: town hall Mm. yeah i went to the uh logan campbell center Center? Yeah. down um green lane yeah it was a very varied uh, audience, yeah, like it wasn't just a bunch of palangis sitting in there, <laughs> angry, angry, great palangis going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very. There were a lot of Polys there, a lot of maoris in there, yeah, um, yeah. and a lot of females, mm-hmm. you know. And that was, it was great. Yeah. It was awesome to see and awesome to, you know, people can see the fact that he speaks logic, and if you actually listen to what a guy like that says. Is something that you can take away from it. You're not going to agree with everything, but you're not going to agree with everything everybody mm. says. And that's good. We shouldn't agree with everything. How boring would the world be? No Whereas he you know he, he comes along and he speaks a certain logic with a certain uh, intellect and you just get absorbed into it mm. you know but if you're one of these people that just listens to one line that he says of course you're going to get triggered
1: yeah. you know yeah and it gets taken out of context I find it so interesting when you talk about Jordan Peterson because you end up Mm-mm. talking to other people who you kind of like start defending him and then you, I, I don't want to defend him because you can't articulate it as good as he can no so I I no, I quite often hear people say that's not what he meant <laughs> you know that's yeah. not that, that, that's not what Jordan Peterson would say to that you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's so interesting because we also have him at our fingertips to watch hours and hours and hours of content mm. a little bit like people who follow our podcast mm. like it's hours and hours and hours like your episode 70 it's 70 sure, hours right? of conversations bloody hell and it's just it's <clears throat> I don't really know what all that stuff means but um I do kind of have this interesting thought that have you seen um, little who's the I See Dead People boy did a film about AI yeah uh, or oh, AI not AI robots what kind of AI artificial intelligence was yeah, that yeah, the yeah. name that was, that was the name oh, of AI oh, 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 yeah oh. yeah and, <clears throat> and um, the robots came at the end and yeah, used yeah, him yeah. to see what the story of humanity was yeah and I sometimes wonder like you know, if there's aliens cruising around, I wonder. I wonder what they think about us. They. Eh?
0: Yeah, I know, right?
1: It's just like you guys are dickheads. Yeah, or you're so you're so awesome, yeah. but you're also dickheads. You're also
0: dickheads. Yeah. You're awesome, but you treat each other like you know terribly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one one of the big things that we need to do, and we don't do it anymore, because you know. The youth know everything. One of the big things we need to do is listen to that's our
1: old people. That's what elders. old people say, though, <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go the other
0: way and say that we should listen to really old people. Yeah. You know, my, I wish I spoke to my grandparents more before they passed away. My, mm. my, my last grandparent died five years ago. Right. And that's that's weird. It seemed like yesterday. Um, my Irish grandfather, and he was a, an amazing orator. He was a good talker. You know what I mean? He was he, he spun a good yarn. And um, but the knowledge they have, and every old person I speak to, um, in terms of just um, out of curiosity from talking to them and all that sort of thing, they always, at some stage, say that what, what stop thinking, mm. you know, stop worrying, mm. stop causing so much stress. You ask them, you know, what's the one thing that you regret in life, and it's just like, wish I had more kids, so you know, wish I just relaxed, wish I just. You know, there was a there was a study done uh, in the UK or somewhere a few years ago, and they asked people in an old folks home, a lot of old folks homes, yeah. what's the one thing that you wish you did more of when you were younger. And um, before I say the answer, a lot of people who they, they asked them, "What do you th- what did you think they would say?" And a lot of people said, "Oh, they wish they travelled more. Oh, they wish they made more money." Blah 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 blah. Almost all of them said they wish they had more kids. True, you know, and it's like yeah because that's fulfillment you know that's happiness Mm. we're convincing ourselves that to be happy we need stuff we're convincing ourselves that to be happy we need to be able to take a good photograph and show the world that we're happy that's fucking ridiculous (laughs) you know (laughs) happiness is the people around you happiness is you know the block that you live on you know not the yeah not not trying to uh, make an impact to the whole world. Just make an impact to the people around you first, or and just trying to have it, to the world around you first. You know, so yeah, having kids and all that sort of thing, which I haven't got, and that's one of the that's actually, in, in, in all seriousness, that's something that I, I I don't regret because I can still have kids, but I wish I
1: did have them now. I wish I had them. So I wonder if there's um, a couple things to break down from that. You know, let's say. In my parenting career, I've changed career career. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's good. dry balls, eh? Dry balls. Will in my parenting career,
0: <laughs> I wish I I wish I expanded more
1: <laughs> yeah. upon that. I've yep. probably changed, you know, let's say, a thousand nappies. Now I know a nappy. That's a lot know, of shit. I know a stinky one, a wee one. You know, like Bubba yeah, Gump, You yeah, know, yeah, barbecue nappies. Yeah, nappy. yeah, yeah. Um, you on the other hand, maybe have changed some nappies. But let's say you mm-hmm. haven't changed a thousand nappies. No. Stay with me. Stay with I'm me. I'm with you. So, when it comes to nappies, I can offer maybe an opinion. I'm not the nappy expert, but mm-hmm. I can offer an opinion. Let's say we're asking people now with that example, park that and say, we want people to be more open. We want people to be open to other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. But they haven't changed a thousand nappies. Mm-hmm. How can we expect? Why would it be fair for me? For to you okay now I say Daryl yeah. uh, you're gonna have to change this nappy to win the World Cup yeah and here's the things you need to do to to win the World Cup for us mm-hmm. and you're up bro Yeah. it wouldn't be fair to expect that because you haven't changed a thousand nappies uh, so my, yeah my, my, my point <coughs> is why how are we supposed to bring people along to say look for a more fair point of view maybe when they haven't ever seen another side you know it's like maybe someone's just lived in their little bubble and that's quite possible online that's quite possible in our cities now oh it's you it's know? yeah it's
0: very possible now mm.
1: Mm. you know what i'm trying to say though it's mm. like sometimes i think we want a more fair system or or equal yeah but i don't know if it's possible because you have to be exposed to things i mean maybe that's what the online world is also providing as exposure we need
0: to be able to expose ourselves to things that i mean we need one of the one of the problems especially on the online community are the algorithms that are keeping us in these bubbles mm. and it's all based on advertising so advertising algorithms to try and get people to be exposed to the same uh examples of life examples of ideology and all that sort of thing and That is a major problem because people are just getting fed the stuff that they want to see. They're not being challenged. Mm. And not a lot of people, we were saying before, you know, we're not all confrontational. Not Not a lot of people want to find challenge in life. And you need to be able to do that. You need to be somewhere, somehow... Some people need to stand up and say, You got to challenge yourself, mm. you know, in a way that everyone can clearly understand and make people go, You know what? I'm going to actually go and challenge myself. Yeah. They got to have that rocky moment mm. where they're going to go, I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to listen to some different opinions. I'm going to hear, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to might change a few things. I might not, but I'm open to changing a few things. Mm. And that is, I think that's where things need to go. I, I don't know. <sighs> I don't have. I don't know the answers to the yeah, I mean to the to the to the social media thing. I, mm. I I can't. That is something that is beyond my skill to heal. But well, um,
1: evolution probably has to take mm. its course. Time with social, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, it's just a new thing.
0: Yeah, I think in, in its in its infancy, social media and the community was just a, a, an amazing communication tool. Mm. It was just an amazing way for us all to look at. You know create a profile and to share with each other and to share you know it was, it was amazing it's become so much more in a, in, in a much more cynical way mm. which is um, which is sad but I, I I also think that a lot of the world is switching on to this fact yeah you know? I think people so. people are too. switching on to it people aren't yeah especially when you've got you know it's someone like Uncle Trump on the, on the <laughs> in the White House right you got you got Uncle Donald sitting there yeah and he is exactly what the world did not need Mm. uh, socially, economically, and all that sort of stuff, and he is having a tremendously bad impact on the world. Now, people who are anti-Trump can either yell at him, scream their ideas at him, or they can shut the fuck up, listen to what he has to say, learn from the experience of having this guy, no, learn from the experience of having 50% of their country Uh, Agree with this guy, you know and say right. What can we do to interact with these people? Forget about Trump forget about Taking him out forget about him think about the people think about the people that uh, Believe in Donald Trump and you think to yourself. How can we change them? You're not gonna do it by calling them dickheads You're not gonna do it by blaming them for the situation I think one thing that I've come to notice over this whole political thing is that people in the right hemisphere of politics, people in the... Cons- more, I hate right and left, but let's say more conservative people, yes. of which I, I kind of relate to a bit more too. I consider myself to be centre-right, but I'm also very liberal on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much grey, you can't put everybody in a box. But let's just say, for, for argument's sake, people on the conservative side of the political spectrum, they will uh, throw stones at the politicians. Of the left, they will say they're wrong. Don't believe in your politics. Da 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 da. da. People on the uh, liberal side of things, Mm. they yell and scream at the people on the right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the right yell at politicians. The left yell at the people. You know who's going to have more success at making any change? Mm. You know, if you're yelling at people and accusing people, you're, you're you're just you're making people defensive. Especially conservative people. What are you thinking?
1: They, mm-hmm. they have guns. You know? True. If it's a... Yeah, you're just forcing yeah. A competition. Yeah. And that's their game, eh? Yeah. Is to beat you. Yeah.
0: And some people just want to have fun with life. Some people... Mm. On both... On all sides of political... On the political... Uh, uh, on In all ideologies... People, a lot of people just want to have fun, mm. you know. They want to have big things. They want to do this. They want to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't look at somebody and say, "Oh, you're rich. You must be a dick," mm. you know. You can't do that because the most rich people I know are very generous and very fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we can't just we got to stop judging people just on how much money they make, the color of their skin, the sexuality. That's one. Go- um, that's one good thing. That's a lot of good things actually. But the, the way that we interact with each other and we communicate with each other in terms of sexuality and in terms of uh the, color, the colors of our skin the the improvements that have happened over the last 10 years it's phenomenal right now we've got to make sure it doesn't go too far now we've got to make sure that we don't start isolating people um who think differently towards mm. that you know there's the stuff that we can learn you know and 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 for fuck's sake we're allowed to joke yeah. We're allowed to make fun of people.
1: I like how this is all before you've seen Dave Chappelle's. Mm. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> you know it's all before. But yeah. it's
1: all it's all stuff that
0: I've always yeah. thought of thought about. Yeah. yeah, I was on the young fellow. What's his name? Uh, oh, young Gru. Fraser. Uh, Fraser. I was on Fraser's uh, ten thousand dreams thing mm. the other day, and the thing that I, the, one of the things that I said was, I think it's okay to laugh at each other. It's fine to laugh at each other, not at the expense of anyone but at the ridiculousness of our own misinterpretations. Mm. The way we misinterpret each other is hilarious. And we need to be able to laugh at that. And we need to be able to impersonate one another to get a story across. We need to be able to do all that.
1: And that goes into things like cultural appropriation. Is that where you Mm -hmm. should be able to dress up in Maori culture if you're not Maori? Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely should. But not in these rules. It's so stupid. It's, it's,
0: this is where it gets confusing, right? If you take, take, take the, um, uh, uh, uh for a long time, uh, there are a lot of people in, 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 a lot of, a lot of streams who have tri- been trying to get us to use the Māori language in Tereo a lot more. Mm. And we are doing it now. And it's great. Mm. It's everywhere. I say kia on a regular basis. Yep. You know, I use, I eat kai. I'm going to go for a mohi. I'm
1: I, feeling good about I it. I Maori words for the first time properly in front of my dad this year really and just committed to it yeah and it was weird when he said wangamata yeah and yeah, I did not kind of call him out but I thought I'll just keep saying whangamata that's just it you've got to be the example mm. you got to be the example for change you can't
0: yell at people but anyway going back to what I was saying I make an effort right and there are still people out there that if I don't get it exactly right, they'll they'll go, oh, no, 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 you got to do it like this. And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Intent. It's intent. Yeah. If you want me to, you know. But otherwise, because when I first started doing it, using the Māori language, in my um, day to day I felt like I was being patronizing you know what I mean I felt like oh I don't want to do this because it doesn't it doesn't feel like me it's a new thing I don't want them to and some of them did think I was being patronizing but it's like I'm not I'm just actually trying so uh, uh, we're just like chasing around each other and da 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 da. but we have gotten to a certain point now where it's accepted and and, um, where was I going oh yeah So back to cultural appropriation it is nobody it's the intent of what, what you're doing if i'm going to wear uh <laughs> if i'm going to wear a, a a traditional maori outfit mm-hmm. and have blackface clearly i'm being insensitive yes clearly that's not <laughs> yeah. a good thing yeah. and i'm probably have i've got racial undertones mm-hmm. to that if i'm wearing a maori <laughs> outfit and i'm just
1: what if you're wearing a maori outfit and blackface and you're at all black game Oh, big call. Cool.
0: Let's, cool. let's move on. Nah, you're being. Nah, you're, be, you're <laughs> definitely being, trying to be controversial I'm being there. Silly. No, but it's it's. There was, um, I mean, an American now on Halloween in Halloween, and that you're not allowed to dress up as a Native Indian anymore, mm. and so and, and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, but these people are being exposed to culture. They might be a little bit ignorant to a certain a few things, but they're not being they're not being nasty. That their intent is, I'm just. Dressing up, I like this. I like, I, I want to try it. I want to see what it feels like. Mm. People want to know what it feels like to wear other people's garb, mm. you know.
1: And well, like we say, Walk in my shoes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But and now we f- say, Walk in my shoes, and as soon as we put them on, get out of my shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're on <the> shoes, but <laughs> in a certain sort of way,
0: under yeah. these circumstances, <laughs> yeah. at that time, and you can't do it now, yeah. So, uh, cultural appropriation and bro, cultural appropriation has been going on for hundreds of thousands of years you know there are no cultures that are have have survived 200,000 years ago right through to two now mm. there's been conquerings there's been everything you know everything yeah. everyone's been conquered at some stage every single race in this beautiful world yep. has been conquered at some stage overtaken and assimilated by the borg or whatever everything's been changed so so no go, back, going back to what we're saying um, I think just the term cultural appropriation pisses me off because I want to see I want to see people trying new cultures I've traveled a lot with work, mm-hmm. and I Always plant myself as much as I possibly can Into a culture and normally when I go to Africa when I've been in Africa, right? Um, they love it to see me that they'll bring the drums out and I'll have a go on the drums or I'll dance on the beach with them And all that they love it because it's like I'm taking part. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good old time Yeah you know what I mean, and it's clear that I'm there to experience something. But I think some people just want to they they, they want to share their culture, but they want to hold it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sad. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not. It's, it's cultural appropriation means we're trying to steal or trying to change culture, and we're not trying to do that. You know what I mean? We're just trying to we're testing it out, yeah,
1: giving it a go, yeah. seeing what it was like, yeah. taking a walk in your shoes. Yeah, yeah. I wish there was. Yeah, they, uh, no. uh, so, not to spoilers or anything, but Chappelle does talk about. I don't know if it's relevant, but it came to my mind. He says he makes a link between poor white people and poor black people. Yeah. And he said, look, we're all the same. Like, mm. there's poor of each. Yeah. The, the difference is the poor white people think that they don't expect that to be for them.
0: Oh, that's interesting. And so, that's, like that.
1: so, it's kind of like. Um, I didn't quite know what he meant I think I do subconsciously but I'm trying to just kind of work my way through that so I guess that comes in where that oppression stuff comes in right Mm. like that there's certain standards I guess that you that when you take things from different cultures and Mm -hmm. you know I don't really know what I mean but I guess it's something like I kind of heard what he was saying you know Mm. there's poor white people poor black people but the poor white people didn't think that they would be poor so yeah they had an expectation
0: that they would right right. whereas whereas black people right it's a couple hundred years of of, um, you know, bigotry and, and slavery and all oh, that sort hmm, of thing. Hmm. They uh, they've come to accept that this could be their lot. Right, right. Right, right. I see where it's coming from. That's interesting. Yeah, That's yeah. That's
1: good I like that. Yeah. So you'll like his um go watch that thing and we'll do another podcast. Oh, now I'm going to watch it. You mentioned being on Fraser's Ten Thousand Dreams and the yeah. bit I remember is you talking about you want to be the next Morgan Freeman. Uh, voiceover. Let's talk about voiceover for a sec because yeah, I right. haven't asked you. Like, mm. you, that's your gig, eh? You like mm. that's your like the a voice. Mm-hmm. You do voiceovers and um, like how'd you get into that?
0: How'd I get into that? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I always did impersonations and stuff when I was in school when I was a kid. True, and I've always had a deep voice, and um, you don't realize it when you're a kid. <laughs> you know, you don't realize it at all until until someone starts taking the piss out of you, and it was an uncle.
1: Right? How old were was, you? When you started getting that deep
0: voice? 13? No, younger than that,
1: eh? Did you sound like you do now?
0: I sounded like I do now from when I was about 15, 16. Boom. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a deep, yeah, no, she was a deep voice. Did girls like it? Don't know. (laughs) Don't know. I think when you're young, I think when you're young and you sound as different to everybody, it's it's almost scary. You know what I mean? But I used to do impersonations and stuff when I was a kid. Yeah and play around with it. And uh, I sort of always wanted to be that Don LaFontaine style, mm-hmm. you know, in a world and all that sort of thing. <laughs> I always wanted to do that, but I used to play with it. And then as I got older, I um, started working in film, and I thought, oh, I might uh, do some corporate videos and whatnot, and it's like, oh, we need a voice for that, so I'll lay a voice down, or I'll play with it. And I thought, well, why don't I try and get, why don't I try and get an agent So I uh, sent a little tape through to an agent with a few different examples, and they were like, oh, no, we've already got somebody who sounds like you, And da 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 And part of me was like, oh, stink. Oh, well, gave it a go. And part of me was like, stink, gave it a go. And the other part of me is like, what do you mean somebody else sounds like me? Bullshit, no one (laughs) sounds like me. (laughs) You know, the ego kicks in. But I I didn't give up. I just sort of slowed down on the idea, and I was like, I'm not, whatever. It must be a pretty hard industry to get into. Mm. So I gave up on that. And then I started doing some work for Lee Hart and Moon TV right. and that sort of thing. And we were doing uh, a gig. And he used to get me to come on and do some voice stuff once in a while because, you know, he could see the talent. Mm. He, uh, <laughs> he got me to come. On. Yeah, I did a few things for him. And then we were doing one in particular for the 2007 Rugby World Cup over in North Shore there mm. at, the, uh, at the Backyard Bar or whatever. And uh, one of the guests he had on here was the late, great Paul Holmes. And right. Paul Holmes was on there. And I, um, Lee had me come in and do something. And I can't remember what I said. I was like, didn't see you there or some shit. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and at the end of the recording, Paul Holmes comes up to me and he says, You know, you've got a voice for radio. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, thank, thanks, bro. Coming from you. Yeah. That's epic. And he says, Hey, what I'm going to do? Here's my number. Wow. And he's like, I want you to call me and I want you to come into 1ZB and, I'm, and we'll talk to some people. And I was like, mean yeah. sweet <laughs> so i called him how old were you 2007 so what was i then i was like, 26 27 right mm. and then i i called him up or text him must have i must have called them because you know, i wouldn't have i wouldn't have texted someone like yeah. that that's a bit weird yeah. and um <laughs> and then he says oh you're coming i want you to meet such and such and i was wow. like "Okay, hey, cool so i went into the studio and they said oh we want you to we we're thinking about you'd be good for news and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, cool. <laughs> whatever, man. So they gave me a script and I went and did a little test. And I'm dyslexic. So reading things back then I was I was particularly bad at reading. So it was difficult. So it wasn't the greatest, you know, first impression. But at the same time, it was fun and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And that sort of gave me the encouragement to go, you know what, I'm gonna give this another nudge. I'm gonna try it again. So I did. So I didn't I didn't end up working at Runsey B or anything like that. But Paul was great and he just gave me the confidence to give it another go because it's like if if Paul Holmes the voice of New Zealand at the time says to you you know give it a nudge Uh. so I went home and I did another little um, demo disc but this time I didn't do as much character stuff I just did hard sell soft sell Mm -hmm. what I found out was hard sell soft sell and a bunch of other things and then I sent it in again to this to the agent and she said oh we'll take you on straight away we want you and I'm like whoa choice. And she goes, as a matter of fact, we've got something that's just come in. Can you go and give this a go Get, get and, and voice this? And we'll sign, I'll sign you up tomorrow. And I'm like, wow. So I've got my first gig and I haven't even got an agent yet. And I'm like, man, this is it's easy. Suddenly nailed it's easy. it. Nailed it. <laughs> so I went in and did this first gig and that was uh, the voice of the MGM channel on Sky at Sky. And having a channel was actually, big, I didn't know it was such a thing, but it was such a big thing, but I got, I got a channel. So I got a regular gig and I got an agent within a few days, and next thing you know, I was just getting ads just all the time, bang, 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 bang bang and um yeah, it was wow. awesome, it was great fun, and I love it, I love it like like I want i was my, my career at the moment is sort of fifty fifty between production work and voiceover yep. work and performance, and um I don't know, man, it's my happy place eh hey, being mm-hmm. behind a microphone, mm-hmm. having headphones on, microphone, and just playing. Playing with sound and voice, and mm. you know, you know, bantering with the clients and all that sort of stuff. It's a funny, it's a funny world. Advertising is quite different from say doing films or or cartoons or um, uh, uh, um, uh, video games. Yeah. But oh, I love it. It's cool.
1: It's also a funny world because there's a scenario where you don't. Paul Holmes doesn't come up to you, mm. and sometimes I think how freaky that is mm. that it comes down to those things
0: mm. there's a, there's always a moment I think for everybody in any career or any endeavor they can trace something back to a moment
1: yeah you know but I, mean? I wonder if a moment's more like how we describe luck you know some people are lucky oh, I yeah. think there's a study I'm not sure if I'm making this up let's say I think there's a study where they did tests on two people uh, so they got a group of people and they said who considers themselves lucky? Certain people put their hands up, yep. and they gave them a test to get from A to B the quickest. Mm. And the people who made it from A to B the quickest were better at analyzing the situation around them, because they saw a little sign which says, "Wait here, and we'll give you a ride." And right. the other people, who weren't, who considered themselves not lucky, looked down and walked the route. And ah. so I, I wonder if the pointers and the listeners look. Around, yeah. be observant. Mm. What we call, you know, social skills or networking. I don't think we give those things enough.
0: I think it's, it's look around, but also employ patience. Mm. I think, you know, you, you it's it sounds a little bit cliche, but if you fail once, you just got to try again, and again and again. But sometimes you just you, you haven't got as you said that Paul Holmes moment mm. or that encouragement to try it again. I so. think
1: there's something else too. Mm. It's the fact that you. You really gelled with it, and mm. and so there's a bit of something with variety and finding your thing, mm. you know. Like I think that's a pretty big thing is to find your thing, and if mm. you can find that, uh, I heard Stephen Colbert talking about it. The only thing he didn't have to be told to do was uh, um, doing plays. Everything else, come on, man, you're late. You know, right. do this, yeah. And the only thing was was performance, and yeah. so he knew. Yeah. And I wonder how often we don't know. That's a scary thought, you know, going mm. through this gig as life mm. and not ever finding something that really floats your boat, mm. you know, because it's hard to know. Mm. It's hard to know what that means. You know, mm. they call it flow. You go into a flow state. But, I mean, you can get to a flow state through, you know, taking DMT or something. Mm. Maybe not. But you know what I mean. But to find that thing that you just become awesome at because you could do it unlimited yeah. is that what um, being it's, on the mic is for
0: you yeah it's it's finding that thing that as you say you just love doing and
1: again it's another cliche thing that people I sometimes I don't think say, so I don't think so because I don't think enough oh, no, people no, no, I was talking about it Yeah. I was, so when you say cliche it feels that way yeah. but it's not
0: yeah no it's not it's not a cliche really because it's actually it's, it's difficult it's difficult to get up yeah, in the mindset sure. of doing that, you know. The thing I was going to say was it, it has been used, as, it has been said as a cliche that once you find what you love doing, it's never work. You ne- you never work another day in your life. Yeah, right. Bullshit. You work all the time. <laughs> like no matter, I've voiced, I've voiced about ten thousand commercials in twelve odd years or more. Right, and. um Every single one of them takes effort. Every single one of them. One of the big things you get when you, when you, when you do find your thing and you become good at it and all that sort of stuff, you've got to make sure that you don't become apathetic. You got to make sure that you don't become a dick. You know, you got to check the ego at the door. And this is how I know I truly love doing this because I'm not egotistical when I'm doing it. You know what I mean? I'm open. I don't, I don't walk in the room and tell them how I'm going to voice this. Mm-hmm. I walk into the room and I'm like, feed me. What do you want? What do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, this is fun. Cause it's, it's it's creativity, mm. and it's a, and yeah, I know my limits as well. It's like if somebody, if I voice something, and I'm the voice of something for x amount of months, and then somebody else takes my place. If it's a different voice, it's like sweet, mm-hmm. that's cool. I don't, I don't care because they went in a different direction creatively. No, it wasn't an attack on me. You know, and that happens. That's happened from time to time where I'll be replaced by a female, and it's like, well, clearly that was a creative choice. that was mm. a difference. It's nothing to do with me, mm. or they replace me with somebody who sounds more colloquial, right? And it's like, well, it's not me. It's cool. Mm. They, there'll be another one. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think um, when you, for me anyway, knowing I truly, truly loved something was I don't get too tied up. And the stresses of it you know I'm quite happy just you know keep churning along I I am lucky in the sense of the amount of work that I get so that's you know I don't I don't worry too much about that but um, you know I I, I'll never turn down a job Mm. I'll never I'll never turn up and and be a knob about it Mm. you know what I mean because it's fun I enjoy it it's I do consider it to be the luckiest thing in the world it's such a dream job
1: bro but for some people that would be a nightmare you know, and that's the interesting thing. That's yep. the inbuilt awesomeness about this gig is that we all contribute. You know, like I sometimes think that the world focuses on difference, right? And so it should. But it should be a reminder that we're different and that yeah. there's there's something for everybody. Yeah. you know it's just yeah. uh, man I can't help but think that there's lessons right in front of us eh? and it's sometimes just a bit confusing you know yeah. like I said like you were kind of saying it sounds um, what'd you say it sounds like uh, you said it sounds why can't I remember cliche, that? cliche. Mm. but you also then backed it up by saying man it's hard work mm. it's like saying uh, the goal is to find someone and love them forever like really do you know how hard that is Mm. like i'm trying that goal Mm. and it sucks sometimes
0: yeah
1: but it's it's it it is for me that big mountain you know and peterson talks about it jordan peterson the boulder Mm. and you get to the top and he's always um talking about but i don't quite know what's on the other end Mm. transcendence and i'm like i was thinking about it um and i thought maybe tomorrow's on the other end. Mm. You know, and the goal is to walk up that giant hill every day (laughs) so that you can live tomorrow. And then I thought, you know, we've got this fascination with solar and batteries. Mm. Maybe wear a battery, and the goal is to charge up that battery so that when you die, it gets released as energy. Because that's not too out there, because we are energy anyway, like we physically are, you know. And then I thought to myself, um, there has to be enough energy and it's up to us to make sure we're full so that when we die, it can go on mm. because you know, there's, um, I don't know. I don't know how to really talk about it, but there's equally as much sadness publicly, like suicides as high as it's ever been. Yeah. And I don't know what that releases when those people die.
0: Right. I got you.
1: So uh, it's, yeah, the world's
0: funny. Hey, it's it's, it's, we focus so much on the negativity cancel culture mm. um, you know things that are bad in the world things that are wrong we also don't we don't talk enough about we're living in the fucking coolest time yeah. in the world yeah. we've got technology that wouldn't have been dreamed of 30 40 years ago mm. we've got um, uh, poverty rates never this never gets talked about poverty rates have dropped phenomenally in Africa. In other places i think in the last 12 years it's halved or something i don't know that's not the, i don't know exactly what it is but it, it, when i found this out i was like holy shit we are awesome we're doing so well and, you know the world's doing some amazing stuff now what we need to do is just control the way control we as individuals feel about ourselves you know what i mean
1: or have the right incentives mm. Because control is probably an interesting term. We are trying to control it, mm. but it's not working. So yeah. we need to know how to ride the wave, eh? Yeah. The Ride the wave of, you know, again, man, we have a heartbeat in That doesn't yeah. go, yeah. it goes, yeah. it gives you a clue. Yeah. You know, like it speeds it, up sometimes. And Sorry, because like, we sometimes. are in the back of a van, but yeah. you, have, you have an orgasm. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward, sorry. Eh, not like at all, that. bro. Not at all. <laughs> but it gives you a clue yep. that if it was constantly orgasm, mm. it'd be torture.
0: It would be torture. Yeah. It would be torture. You wouldn't appreciate those things. You've got to have the down times or the up times. Mm. I think with depression, uh, something that I've uh, had a lot of experience with, is um, you need to feel that. You know what I mean? It's like when you're when you're on the sports field, you get injured, right? Yeah. Mm you got to you got to feel that pain you got to know that pain is there for a reason and i think in some ways depression there's different scales this isn't i'm not meaning this for every every yeah. example of depression yeah. but for a lot of us who just get depressed we need to feel that we need to just sit down feel it meditate on it mm. learn from it and try and work out how we can change it and and change our situation so that we can uh, conquer that feeling. You know what I mean? Same as sports, you get an injury, you've just got to get off the field, sit down, rub some lotion on it, meditate, massage, and you're fixed. I think the mind is very similar to that. I'm not trying to um, simplify a very complicated issue, but that is, in my mind, a big part of actually taking care of yourself. You know, just, yeah, take a moment just stop acknowledge the pain the pain is there don't go for the meds straight away you know what I mean Mm -hmm. if you're in a really dire straits okay use the meds as a kickstart Mm -hmm. but just try to change the basics what I did was I changed my diet I changed my uh, my um, fitness regime I did all of those things and none of that was done for any vanity purposes whatsoever it was all done for my mental health the vanity stuff kicked in later on but with your six pack you know when the six man came, got a little vain, but <laughs> but it is. Um, but no, I, I I remember the feeling that I had when I was depressed, mm. and I never want to go back there yeah. ever. Yeah. I have moments where there's a niggle, and I'm like, right, do something, get out of bed, go to the gym, wow. do anything. You know, there are times, and mm. it's just due to like I don't know whether it's a breakup or whether it's a work thing or it's a financial thing. There is always going to be something in your life that makes you feel depressed. Mm. It's not necessarily <laughs> depression. You just feel shit. Um, But no, I, I... I Should I say I live in fear of it? Maybe. But I do live in fear of the feeling that I used to have when I was depressed. And I never want to go back there again. That was horrendous. There were times... There were times where I didn't want to go to bed at night because I didn't want because for me depression is at its most prominent in the mornings when you when you get up. There were times in my life where I didn't want to go to bed at night because I didn't want to wake up in the morning. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to feel that pain.
1: That's how weird it was. Well, it's hell. Maybe that's hell. Yeah. You know, and we think hell of burning eternity. It's like you might Mm. as well be there. You know, so Mm. you don't want to go to hell. Fair fucking enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Boom. You don't at all. Yeah. So yeah, so right so the way that I took care of that was how can I fix this? And it was like when my alarm goes off in the morning, don't hit snooze, get the fuck up and go to the gym.
1: Boom.
0: And that was it. And you just get that regularity and you get that discipline. Discipline. Discipline was the thing that fixed my depression. Discipline Did you get was better
1: discipline, discipline over time though, like I'm way better at disciplining myself with uh, age. It's like Yeah, hang, bro. It's hang, funny hanging hey? in the game, you know. I was uh I was an okay rugby player back in the day. I
0: mm-hmm. had my moments. I played for some good teams. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I had a, people were earmarking me as a kid for you know, all black status. Yep. But um I just didn't have the work ethic. I was lazy, I was egotistical. Mm-hmm. And right now at 40, I'm like I wish I would I thought like, I wish I had this discipline 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago things would have been very different if I um if I was exposed to what I know now, mm. you know.
1: Boom. Uh, how often do people ask you, we'll wrap up in a minute, how often do people ask you to do the inner world movie voice? <laughs> and can you do that? Just just one, one example. I know you get paid for this stuff, but can you, <laughs> for paid. those listening, can you just be like, inner world. Inner world. oh, one One man. That, one desire. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow, many boners. Um,
0: An adventure 65 million years in the making. <laughs> All that. Is that voice
1: popular at the moment? And not but really. It'll yeah. come back.
0: It'll come back. I think. I think the um, a lot of the tropes and trailers have changed, and there's not a lot. You're you watching movie trailers now. There's not a lot of dialogue in yeah. them, apart from actual mm. uh, film dialogue. There's, yeah. no, there's not a lot of voiceovers. No, nah, there's, there's still a lot of voiceovers on TV because mm-hmm. they've got to actually say the times and all that sort of stuff. But nah, it has changed. It's not the same anymore.
1: Well, it goes in cycles. I'm sure that yeah. big voice is coming back. Um, final question, bro. Yeah, bro. What's the What's a moment you can share? Mm-hmm. What's a mind-blowing moment that you can share? A moment that Daryl couldn't look at the world the same way because he had learned something about the world through a mind-blowing moment. Do you have one of those? Oh, Bro. Shit And be mindful that you don't have to share everything It's just like yeah. whatever feels right for you
0: Nah, it's one of those questions where it's like I know there's something yeah, there will be But I just can't think of it right now mm-hmm. Is there a mind-blowing moment? A mind-blowing moment? A mind-blowing... Just one moment?
1: Well, it's up to you I mean, there's, well, no, the there's stuff no hard that we and fast rules
0: In recent memory the stuff that we're talking about now, it was the realization of discipline. It was the the realization that for success in my world, um, I need to have a foundation of discipline. I need to have a foundation of drive to be able to have all the pretty sporadic, creative stuff on top. And I need to, and. and Maybe it was. Maybe it was listening to Jordan Peterson. Maybe it was listening to some other podcasts. But that knowledge that I accumulated a couple of years ago now around that to- around this very thing uh, that was pretty much the big the big moment. And and to be honest with you, bro, like at forty now, I started. Uh, that's that's all that stuff happened when I was thirty eight. At forty now, this has been one of the most developing two years of my entire life. Awesome. I feel better now at 40 than i did physically i feel better than i did since i was since i was 21 Mm. maybe maybe even i feel better than that uh mentally i feel amped i feel charged got a lot of things going on surrounding myself with good people and um yeah that's been a big thing as well actually just filtering through the shit (laughs) you know filter through the crap i've surrounded myself with a lot of crap a lot of useless people (laughs) and um you know that influences me as well, and and you know if, if I sit there and I think about, if I sit here and I think about all of the positive things that people said about me when I was younger, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to conquer this, you're going to conquer that, and then I look at myself now and realize I've done fucking nothing, mm. really, um, compared to what they were talking about. I can either let that stew as as complete failure or i can just look at myself and you know this is for everyone out there just look at yourself and realize that today's the first day of the rest of your life you know that's probably one of the best lines you can possibly say upon yourself you know what i mean this is only the start this minute started there's another minute oh it's a start again Mm. you know and i think yeah it's exciting
1: that's awesome. Bro. I like it. Uh, just give us a quick wrap up with where we can follow you. Mm. Um, what's 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 some projects on the go? Uh, people can follow me on YouTube
0: at Results May Vary. Uh, on Instagram, Daryl Harbracken, That's D A R Y L H A B R A K E N. No gaps. Uh, Facebook, same thing. Mm. Uh, I got a website, DarrellHarbracken.com. Jump on there, and that gives you access to my podcast and a few other little bits and pieces I'm doing. Uh, projects I'm working on: uh, working for a mental health fund uh, foundation, which I've actually got a meeting with uh, very soon. Cool. Um, uh, again, working on some projects with them, looking at doing some projects uh, around uh, restaurants in, New Ze- in Auckland. Got a, got a few little ideas floating around there, and. Yeah, might do some more tourism, some more tourismy type stuff. Oh, and voice work is always going. That's awesome. always on the go, and I can't think of any major projects that's coming up. But I, I actually did an audition for a commercial recently, which acting wise, which
1: I have, uh, I have won. So I'll be acting. You'll be seeing <laughs> on TV again soon. They're awesome, it'll be fun. Uh, thanks, bro, for joining me for being open to chat. No um, we're going to have an interesting relationship because I feel like a lot of our conversations, and currently we've recorded ourselves. More than we've just hung out, or yes. it's about even. But I no. feel like that's the that's the future. No, I think we have recorded ourselves more than we've. Hung and out. that's just the interesting prospect. Yeah, that that is future. Yeah, and um, I and I'm interested to see how this plays out long term. Mm. But um, yeah, bro, thanks for being brave. And like I watch you from afar, and it gives me good encouragement to, you know, not do anything extraordinary, but just not mm. fold under the little bit of pressure
0: Mm, the thing i find exciting about this between the both of us is that i think that even now we still have a little bit of a wall you know those then that wall sort of coming down Mm. with what we're doing Mm. um it's easy as a voice actor it's easy i've got a script this is unscripted so you've just it's just learning how to just drop the walls and take all the fucks and throw them away Mm.
1: and just go for it boom that's us, brother. Thanks for blowing our mind. Kill ora, bro.